clients and uh Should we get them on the call yeah let's get them on the call where's my jacket are we ready to go yeah oh. we're live we're ready to go yeah Whatever. we're recording is this the uh, intro or the outro we're recording now <laughs> how's my, oh, we're uh, just going straight into it how's my mic distance from my face what you're you great oh, okay. i'll adjust to you okay yeah if it gets me excited then it um could get real loud <laughs> we're gonna get excited you got a little table over there did you actually spend time on content or did you just sort of figure you'd wing it what do you think mm, i think you remembered this was happening and then <laughs> this like morning. this morning you're like oh uh, <laughs> anything off limits it's <laughs> like uh well i mean there's some things i would prefer you don't talk about but I'm, if you do i'll probably just sort of like well, you know yeah it's, it's, we'll we'll cut anything yeah you're gonna this isn't live obviously so we'll we'll cut anything that uh, natasha told me i was being disrespectful to not show up at 9 45 like i said because the podcast wouldn't start on time and i said honey it's not a live audio feed <laughs> yeah like yeah it. people think podcasts are not live, a sporting event um okay well Am I supposed to look at the cameras, you? What are we, just having a We're conversation? Just chatting, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Dan Greenouch, owner of Skinny Raven. Seth is literally the only person in Anchorage that calls me Dan. <laughs> Dan. Why is that? Danny to some. People call you Daniel, mostly. Yes, Daniel. Gary calls me Danny. Seth calls me Dan. <laughs> Who's Gary? My dad. <laughs> <laughs> Your housemate. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I just uh, listened to that Matthew McConaughey green light. Have you got into that at all? No. Oh my god. No. His his mom told him, never nobody calls you Matt. That's something people step on. They call you Matthew. Well, I mean, something worked out for him, right? Yeah, dude pisses me off just thinking about it. That dude's the best looking dude ever. <laughs> so that yeah, that <laughs> book's awesome. What book are you reading right now? Really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable are you reading any books yeah i'm reading a book right now as a matter of fact uh it's called uh let's see it's by uh, gabor mate it is a book about uh, the myth of normal yeah trauma it's yeah. like a hot topic right now trauma yeah so you want to get into that yeah maybe late maybe that well, we can <laughs> save that for later in the podcast <laughs> <laughs> anyways highly recommend it the myth of normal yeah huh uh, so yeah, I mean, we'll get right into it. I guess, uh, you know, you, people may or may not know you own Skinny Raven now. Um, mm -hmm. how long have you owned Skinny Raven for now? Five years. And what is, how would you describe Skinny Raven? Like to, if somebody didn't know, I just talked to somebody yesterday. It was like, I don't I don't, I don't even know what Skinny Raven is. So, I mean, if I'm out on the golf course, I'm like, oh, uh, we, we sell running shoes. <laughs> <laughs> but really uh, you guys are like. Yeah, community, Skinny Raven is just like a community store. Like it just so happens that we sell. I mean, it's like a community. It's a cornerstone of yeah, the community. I don't want to say store even because it really just so happens that we sell running related equipment. But really we're just like a community yeah, like a hub is what I would think of us as. Yeah. That is also a retail store. And it started... Uh, 94. 90, I was going to say 96, 94. Mm -hmm. Holy like, shit. Yeah, You're start, almost fucking 40 years old. Is that right? No, 30 years 30, old. 30 years 30 old. 30 years old. Bad math. Yeah. Well, good thing you're a marketing guy. Um, <laughs> I started there in 96. Yeah. So... You <laughs> So I worked there, then I became the CEO, then I worked there for like 25 years, and then quit for three months why and would bought it. Like, for, for people who don't know, like, why would somebody come to Skinny Raven? Like, what like what does that look like when, like, why do people go there instead of going to, like, Amazon or Zappos or these other, shoe, you know, shoe outlets that exist? Obviously, in Anchorage, we're super limited on brick-and-mortar stores, but... There's uh, there's so many options out there now, and people shop so heavily on price. Like, what what makes it like like your store more valuable to people, and why do they keep coming back? Uh, first of all, a cautionary tale. Uh, when Jeff Bezos said that his goal is to sell everything to everybody, like that would cause me to pause a little bit before just going straight to Amazon. Mm. Jeffy B, I call him. Jeffy B. Uh, obviously brilliant, but at the same time, like we need, uh, we need unique, uh, we need unique stores and stories in the marketplace. We need people that specialize in shit. 
Um, so the reason somebody would come to Skinny Raven, oftentimes they find us because they've had an issue or they've had it, like if it's a footwear fit issue or if it's a training question or um, whatever, like they find us because they're trying to solve a problem. Uh, and hopefully they know or they believe that we know uh, that we have the resources to help them. Um, and so often it could be that this person might have already tried to buy a shoe online or they might have already tried to buy a shoe at Fred Meyer or um, wherever. The, the ever-shrinking list of mid-market retailers, right? Yeah. So pretty soon it's going to be skinny ravens of the world and Amazons. Yeah. So uh, I know I'm being um, completely negligent in, in mentioning a lot of other great um, options, but really, it just, but the, the, you're saying like I'm the just, the the days of having a store that kind of like a, a brick and mortar store that kind of carries lots of different things is sort of maybe not going to exist in the future. I mean, it's tough. It's like you know, like you said, people if they're price motivated, I think it's uh, maybe more than price motivated. I think it's convenience motivated. Convenience for sure. Um, and if you live in a market like Phoenix, Arizona, uh, you could get your shit from Amazon that day. So it's not like it. You know, it could be home from. You could order it at work. It could be waiting for you when you arrive home. So that seems pretty convenient to me. Thankfully, in Anchorage, Alaska, it still takes like, you know, three to 50 days to get your <laughs> stuff from Amazon or others. Um, yeah. So I, uh, I think uh, they might have come to Skinny Raven because they participated in an event we hosted or they might have. Um, so you guys have an events company as well. Yeah. Maybe we, could, yeah. We put on running walking races um, throughout the summer. We also time uh, a bunch of others um, for for nonprofits and well, mainly nonprofits that that want to host events throughout the summer, we uh, time you know we provide timing services and event management stuff. Yeah, and did so I answer I, the question about why somebody would come to Skinny Raven? Yeah, kind of. I, I was getting uh, also thinking about while you were talking, uh, which I try not to because I like to try to be like in the moment listening, but it's hard not to think about it. What it'd have to be ask. something worth listening to, though, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but the experience you guys offer, like. Uh, you know, what, full disclosure, I, I worked at Skinny Raven for 11, 12 years, uh, maybe, maybe a little more. And, uh, you know, that's really where I learned, I guess, how to market to people in, 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 in through sales and through, um, my interactions with people that came into the store. It really helped me and got me to where I am today. I feel like the ability to talk to lots of different people about lots of different subjects, not always about their training or about the shoes or the product, but a lot of times about their personal stuff and their, where they were working and what they're going on in their lives and their kids. And, um, I think that's, uh, that's a big part of what skinny Raven offers the community is that, you know, they have that touch point, that physical touch point where they can really, um, you know, almost be like a therapist almost. I think sometimes sales becomes, right? You can really, you got to have a line there, but. Uh. No, I mean, absolutely, right? Like, you know how those can go, you know, like, you know, it's probably why they don't let me on the sales floor is because <laughs> I like minor two-hour fittings where like yeah. 17 other people might walk out because I was so engrossed in this one conversation. Uh, also, Seth, you have something um, like, you know, uh, it's like probably my, o my only marketable skill too is just like naturally being curious. So you have that as well. You're actually interested. So uh, it's not about selling the product. It's about like discovering like somebody else's experience or learning something about, you know, everything because everything can be interesting on some level. So uh, Absolutely. that, that really sidebarred off of uh, you working at skinny Raven. Yeah. Uh, uh, et cetera. But yeah. 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 But anyways, just yeah. like, yeah, that to me, like that when you're sitting here describing what you learned in your marketing and where you are today, yeah, uh, you know, it's, this a, is, it's, it's a, actually just because you were curious and interested. Uh, and, and I listened and I think that's, yeah. I mean, I mean, I wish it was still as easy as a daily news sticky note. <laughs> <laughs> Dan's referring to back in the day, uh, with print, uh, uh and, uh, Print, radio, and TV were the only really uh, media outlets that you could uh, leverage your messaging on. Uh, we used to use uh, the uh, daily news uh, print, and we used to put a sticky on the front page of it uh, most of the time, almost always for uh, Dansko footwear, some mm -hmm. sort of Dansko clog uh, special we were running, and it would blow <laughs> up. We would sell a like hundred guaranteed. Pairs. It was like yeah. I wish it was that easy a today. A few right? hundred pairs, and it was such a yeah, it was such a powerful tool. Now <clears throat> messaging is 
they might see it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> what demographic would you like to run this ad to? Yeah. <laughs> Who's yeah. your target audience? Yeah. How much do you want to spend? <laughs> yeah, totally. Because <laughs> we can spend a million dollars. And not necessarily achieve result. So before we move on to like how you guys maybe leverage your messenger marketing stuff, I wanted to talk a little bit about the experience you guys offer at Skinny Raven. So when I was there, there was, there was a sales process put into place, which basically... Um, you know, dictated how a customer was going to be treated to create a consistent, a consistent, um, sort of process for people to go through as they kind of, what happens when they come in the store, how they get greeted, uh, offering them coffee, uh, kind of questions that allow them to, you know, open up about like what they're there for. So maybe you could just kind of a talk about for, for people listening, I think business owners, especially, they don't think enough about that, I think. And, and like, especially brick and mortar uh, stores. So I don't know, like, what, did, how did you come up with sort of like, are you talking about our pre COVID experience? Cause yeah. now it's just like, unlock the door, throw your stuff out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah like mean, we live and die by that, right? You live and die yeah. by the, um, by the people that you have on the sales floor engaged in the work that they're doing. And for us, yes, it is a process-based business. We try and, um, open that up to as much um, like personal interpretation so that it doesn't just feel like it's scripted. Like, yeah. Scripted. Right. Yeah. Oh, do you have this? Do you have this? Do you have that? Yeah. Uh, and really like we want our team to offer you everything that we are. We don't want to just be, Oh, do you have, <laughs> Oh, are you serious? Rule right number now? one, <laughs> put your phone silence on your silence. Phone. Uh, you know, I'm a podcast. busy guy. My <laughs> sister-in-law must have needed something essential. Um, anyway, so yeah, while it's a process, the customer uh, journey is dictated by their needs. You know, not yeah. just our desire to sell you something. So exactly. So if somebody comes point. in and they're and they're training for, uh, you know, to walk a 5K, like that might ha- that would have its own unique set. Okay, so you know, we'll talk about your experience where you're where you're where you're, where you're using the footwear, um, roads, trails, roads, trails, treadmill, um, you know, we might, that might lead us into something completely away from footwear, which could be, um, personal safety or, you know, yeah. Foot um, problems. Like if you have uh, bunions or, you know, there was a lot of those plantar fasciitis. So So training advice. Uh, if you're already having issues, we have great resources in the community for, um, PTs and podiatrists and other medical, um, providers. Um, if, uh, yeah, so basically, while there's like a set of things that we want to look at w- when you're in, it can go so many different directions based on just every sort of p- interaction, every every sort of every interaction with the customer is another pivot point. Yeah, and do you guys do you guys still do uh, gait analysis where you put somebody on the treadmill, video their their stride, and we do. We have a uh, some foot scanning technology as well. Um, so, so gait analysis, foot scanning, Q and A, um, and, uh, you know, we also like really just also like to watch the customer walk or, you know, or standing, we still measure feet with a Brannick device, uh, probably a, you know, several hundred year old device that's still <laughs> yeah. essential in our business. That's funny. People don't know who the brand, what the Brannick device is. It's like a big metal, uh, device that your foot goes on so you can uh, look at your size. I think a lot of people, probably young people, probably haven't seen one before. Yeah, and if they have, like, yeah, you're right. Anybody under maybe 30 probably yeah. never has seen one. Maybe even uh, 40. Or, I mean, yeah. you know, <laughs> Could be 50. Um, but uh, it was the thing, like, when I was a kid, you got your foot measured, you know. So yeah, every time. Yeah. What was that What was that shoe store in the University Mall? Uh, what was it called? You know what I'm talking about? Well, there was Kenny's. Kenny's, that's what it was. Kenny's. <laughs> Uh, which was adjacent to yeah yeah Foot Locker yeah Round Table and then uh, you know people used to f- refer to me when I used to sell sell shoes as Al Bundy. Did you ever uh, get that? Uh, yeah, I mean I literally <laughs> am Al Bundy my entire life, uh, especially my twin brother. He loves to live on that one. Listen, uh, I don't know if it's supposed to be an insult or not, but I, I it's yeah, not. Yeah, whatever whatever it is, like I've had a great life doing what I've gotten to do. Well. Yeah, I mean, you definitely have. Uh, what? Uh, so I know this is going to be a tough question, but like, if you can point at like, I guess because Skinny Raven's one of the most successful, I think, uh, local uh, brick and mortar stores like this in Alaska is the most successful locally owned uh, brick and mortar 
retail store in Alaska. I mean, I challenge that, but thank you. Yeah, well. I mean, there's lots of great. You guys have won best running stores in America, uh, top 50. Top 50. Uh, how many times? Oh, you know. Every too, year. Too, too many, too to many times. <laughs> too many times. Uh, have you guys to ever, be clear, we've never won the best running store in Alaska, have, but I think in, that is because. In America. Um, in, in, sorry, in America. Uh, that's probably. Why just is because, that? Uh, it's just because they, you know, they just sort of consider that it wouldn't be possible for a store to. In Alaska. Just, yeah, Alaska. Well, be. you guys are doing a big remodel right now, so that's. Oof. 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 That's going to. Blow I the said doors. That's an off. That's an off limits topic. <laughs> the problem is, is when you're open during a remodel, you just oh, the only thing you really discover is that customers don't pay attention um, a lot of times to what they saw before. Yeah. Because they come in, they go like, "I thought that we were you guys were remodeling," and we're like, literally <laughs> everything the, is different. <laughs> and now I'm regretting notice. why I spent all this money. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure it'll. Pay I joke. Off I joke. It's but great. It's almost done. Is there something you can point to though that sort of is is the sort of uh, secret sauce or the reason for your success or why this thing has gone so far. We're talking about 30 years next year uh, in business. That's, that's an amazing feat. And you, you just became, let's be clear. You became the owner uh, five years ago ish. Uh, five years. Yep. Yeah. September. It'll be but we're, six was, have been the CEO for 25. 20, yeah. 27. I was going to say. Yeah. So yeah. secret sauce Since 2000. Um, I mean, I know it's a lot of, a lot of different things because like I said, I, I had eyes on it and I was in the, in the trenches working there. Well then and what would you say the secret sauce? I mean, I mean, honestly, it's, it's, it's creating an experience that people uh, don't expect. I think when you, when you do something that people don't expect, they tend to, um, you know, remember it and they tend to talk more about it. And then they tend to, 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 to it creates the experience they get that people get at Skinny Raven creates loyalty, and uh, that kind of loyalty uh, is you you just can't even compete with that uh, on a level uh, on the digital side. Yeah, or, it's not transactional. Right? No, it's not yeah. a transactional situation. So huh. uh, I think I I, I, I guess I, my mind I would be like I'm sitting here going like well I thought everybody expected what we offered and more. You know what I mean? Like I but, don't think so. But, yeah, yeah, I that's just probably. I think older people probably got those experiences when when they were younger or, or back in the day. But I have uh, to think about the experiences I have in my own consumer yeah. journey, and I don't um, experience a lot of places that I go into where somebody still, um, you know, it's you know sits you down and takes a time one on one, or it's kind of almost like if I were you were going to a tailor for a suit or something. Like, totally. Yeah, they really. Um, huh. I, I. I. To be completely honest. You caught me off guard on this one because I really <laughs> thought that this that still, people, <laughs> yeah, that this is like, yeah, that people might just see this in their lives, but they don't. I had that experience in Omaha when I was at that oh, shoe yeah, store. Yeah. That kid just like was knew everything. Yeah, what about was his shoes. name, by the way? Because we should, you, yeah, you should yeah, I got in the podcast and tell me he needs to move up here so. to work in footwear retail. Well, you know that's a big problem right now is is getting employees and employees that will uh, number one show up to an interview. Uh, and this is something we're hearing from our clients constantly. Like we need people, we need, we need employees. I just saw a uh, Kreiner's diner, uh, post something like, Hey, or, or it was actually Kreiner, um, the owner who Andy posted like, Hey, uh, people don't want to work these days. But to me, hmm. when I saw that, I wanted to like put in the, uh, post like, Hey, you know, why would somebody work there? Uh, and not in an offensive way, but like, are you thinking about as a business owner, like the culture you're providing and thinking about like, if you were going to go get a job somewhere, what would you look for in that? And why would you work for that person or that organizations? These days you have to provide some sort of like purpose for people or some sort of like culture for people to really get, uh, to, to really feel like they're a part of something. So I know you've had a lot of success, um, with, great people in the past, uh, you know, me included, maybe, uh, sure, but like people sure. like Jerry Ross and Jim Settle. And I know, you know, these are, um, these are people that maybe, you know, uh, have moved on since, but these are, these were like, you, you guys have had a, a lot of high end people work for you and people really want to work at Skinny Raven. And I, I think that's something that a lot of business owners want to tap into and uh, and I know you probably haven't thought much about it, but if, if I just was thinking about it this morning, okay. when I was doing payroll. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, it's that uh, time of month. Yeah. Huh? <laughs> um, I I mean, I think it's the same. You could answer this if it was a question. 
I would answer the question the same as I would talk about um, uh, the consumer journey and um, and uh, the customer, like why people shop at Skinny Raven. Uh, I would say that the same as people that would work at Skinny Raven. And I would, uh, to me, it's just like creating an environment of like, I don't know, it's loving kindness sounds really like, you know, sort of like, ooh, what are they, who do they think they are? But it's just like creating a really safe, awesome place that's there for them, customers and employees. So like Skinny Raven just ex- like 100% exists to serve. Yep. So it serves the people that shop there and the people that work there. Um, I think you were the one that said, uh, what is it, cool, what do I always say, cool, caring, and... No, it was in our handbook. Yeah, it was a, and, uh, but you have to be hardworking too, right? So you only get to have all those things. Yeah, if you're super hardworking. So, uh, listen, we have uh, we have employee journeys that you know sometimes don't um, don't align with. You yeah, know, like you have to be s- super dynamic to work at Skinny Raven. You know firsthand. Yeah, um, and it takes uh, it takes a pretty unique person that can handle. Um, especially our seasonal busyness and and uh, and all the expectations of the job, and being your best self every damn day. Yeah, like because checking your problems at the door. They, you your mean, personal you, stuff. Yeah, you'd like to say that, yeah. but you know where this is now, two thousand and twenty three, and you don't <laughs> you don't check your problems anywhere, um, and that's okay. Like bring it's so them to true. You, yeah, you bring them to the you know you, you just <clears throat> maybe. Uh, hopefully, if you're if you're struggling to interact with people, you might uh, you know you might share with your team and and uh, maybe not be the first to the customer on those days. Yeah, but, um, cool, kind, and caring. That's what it was. Yeah, just and like, that's something I use for your. This is something I use with my staff and like how I would like to uh, you know uh, treat people and and I still use that. Same you do it with your clients, man. Like you like, wouldn't have a list of these people, <laughs> you know. These people, uh, the, the list of and of your clients that I'm seeing on the board or the people I've heard you work with, they probably like never worked with a marketing agency before. No. So just to get them to say yes to a meeting was like, you know, like a ginormous win. And then beyond that, whatever energy you brought into that meeting, like sure. clearly resonated with them. Yeah. Um, so, you know, yeah, just you could probably be successful, not you, but one could probably be successful doing anything um, if they brought this attitude to it. Um, it's fun. I mean, yeah. like, you know, be cool. It's, be it's cool. fun to be cool. It's yeah. Wait, wait, listen, they kicked me out of first class on Alaska airlines the other night and I was challenged <laughs> as a motherfucker to stay cool. What? You know? Wait, yeah. wait, 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 wait. I'm sit. Listen, <laughs> I'm listening. Number one, I was flying back to Alaska and you know what we're looking at out here today. It's snowing and it's May. What, oh 3rd? yeah. May 3rd, May 3rd. It's snowing. Dumping. And I'm not talking about some little bullshit sleety thing. I'm talking about <laughs> an dumping. 11 AM, uh, 10 dumping snow that might stick. Maybe you got to go put your studded tires back on. Yeah. Right. So Fuck I'm that. getting ready to leave Arizona and knowing I'm coming home to this shit. And all two hours before I go to the airport, it says, these guys are talking in the background. I think he just said his voice is too loud or his mouth is so big he can't fit on the camera. One of the two. Uh, Anyways, uh, I'm getting ready to go to the airport. Two hours away, I get this ding, ding. You've been upgraded to first class. Awesome. Oh, you made my day. I can go home now, right? Uh, 3D, I'll never forget. So I, you know... I, I, I organized my t- my uh, bag for the airplane, so I've got all the stuff I would want only in first class. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a whole different situation in first class. I'm not going to be, class. like, trying to work on my laptop and coach. Not in coach. Coach. I mean, come on. That's for the mutants. <laughs> <laughs> I did not agree with that statement. For the <laughs> I always fly coaching. I, got up, I did get upgraded uh, to a- Omaha. Anyways, so I sit in there. And this, all of a sudden, this guy comes up and he says, "Oh, uh, are you Mr. Greenhall?" Uh, and I said, "Oh, yeah, yeah." And he goes, "I'm sorry, sir, we've oversold uh, first class, and you're gonna have to." Um, oh my! God. You're gonna have to go back to your assigned, your other assigned seat. Oh no! So I just really, I mean, like you know what you just like. Something you didn't even know was possible two hours earlier is now rage worthy, <laughs> right? <laughs> 
It's like if the internet quits working on the airplane. Oh yeah. Like it's I mean, like, it, it's fast. It, it's like, like ding. It's amazing that you actually you, have internet you, on an airplane. Can you flip that switch <laughs> off and on again? Can you reset your router <laughs> on your satellite I've internet? Ask people to do that. Like the most amazing technology that ever existed, and somehow we expected. I was it. thinking about that the other. Is it must be come from satellites, right? Yeah, it is now. Okay. Um, so they toss me back to 15C, and. I don't know why I'm sharing this with the audience. I'm like looking around like everybody should get this. But uh, I go back to 15C. This is all happening while the plane is like being fully loaded. So now I'm just like in oh, the thing, walking back there with my first class bag. <laughs> I wanted to steal the water from first class, at least so I left with something. <laughs> Fuck. Anyways, so I start rolling back and somebody's sitting in 15C. No. Yeah. So now I just don't even know what to do. So I just keep sort of sloshing to the back of the plane. Because you got people behind you. Everywhere. <laughs> and if I, and it's a full flight. So any fl- anything I stand in, any seat I stand in, somebody's going to be like, um, right there, sir. <laughs> so I just go all the way back to the galley. Hold tight. Just hold tight back there. <laughs> flight attendant says, oh, what can I do for you, sir? And I was like, well, you know, uh, I was in first class. <laughs> So, yeah, so she says, uh, and I, I kind of like, it's like, oh, you know, she says, uh, well, you have a p- very positive attitude about that. And I'm like, well, would being an asshole have gotten me anywhere? No. You know? Nah. Nah. Got you kicked off the plane, maybe. Yeah, so anyways, I ended up in 23A, you know, met a really nice couple that was sitting okay. there that was super bummed when the seat next to them got filled up. Uh. Wasn't a middle seat, at least for your yeah. for your oh, sake. Oh, listen! Did they give you free drinks or anything, or like give uh, you a they meal? They claimed they claimed, and Alaska Airlines, if you're listening to this, unlikely. Uh, but <laughs> two in a row, pa- you know, like you know. Oh, two in I, a row. I live and die by this frequent flyer program, and yeah. you, you let me down. This is two. Uh, you're two. You're you're over two in the last uh, two flights. Oh, but don't no. worry, I gave him a piece of my mind on the first time. <laughs> <laughs> I was probably delayed like two hours, and I was that typical. Asshole customer. It's their fault. Yeah, it's always their fault. Um, Shit. Anyways, they've been great for years. It just so happens the last two have been bad. We on a time crunch here? No, no. Okay. No, I just checking, making sure we're still I got a busy day, so. I heard. What do you got at 1115? (laughs) I got to be home so I can give my wife the car. Oh, yeah. You guys are still sharing cars. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh well, uh, me personally, yeah, you just uh, share I mean, I am borrowing every janky car I can get my hand on. <laughs> you got I've actually discovered I've done like a like a sociology experiment experiment about like how people look at you d- depending on the, oh, the yeah. way you, what car you're driving. Yeah, because you drive that shitty Volkswagen. Yeah, uh, sure. Like drive you drive it like two thousand. Or I borrowed like this totally like juiced up like you know uh, pickup truck from my sister-in-law like they had this extra truck and it's got like a custom exhaust on it so you look like you're just like and people are like oh you're this douchebag um and i thought we lived in a place that nobody cared what car you drove no that's not true they don't care what clothes you wear what house you live in what neighborhood whatever the yeah uh yeah they definitely care what car you drive not like it affected my you know yeah Mm -hmm. what are you doing for exercise these days uh, well, today I'm going to go, it's, uh, it's supposed to be sunny and 75 this afternoon, so I'm going to <laughs> go for a road bike ride. Yeah. I'm going to ride my indoor trainer today. You uh, are. What am I doing? I'm doing like dog walk or dog walking and running a couple, three days a week. Yeah. Uh, I like to ride my mountain bike uh, as much as possible. Uh, but if I'm in Alaska, that's indoor right now. Are you training for anything? Mm, no. I'm doing some San Juan hut trip with some friends in September, so I just better... Um, have some calluses on my ass to be ready to go for that. How many it's miles? Just like seven days of like uh, hundred miles a day or something. No, 50, it's 50 like miles. forty or fifty a day, but it's all mountain biking, so it's going to be long and slow. How many Ironmans have you done? What's an Ironman? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you forgot. You blacked out. Uh, like seven or eight. Seven or eight. Mm-hmm. Shut up. Mm-hmm. You still have that tattoo? <laughs> no, I got it removed. We need to know about this. Yes, that's a huge thing. Like people, like they go their whole life without doing anything. Let's get back to marketing, right? <laughs> uh, You've done the race across America uh, on a team. On a team, Let's yeah, not by yourself. Yeah, like the dudes that do it solo have to literally tape uh, like a board to their back and neck because they get this sort of disorder in their neck. So no, didn't do that. You've done a ton of marathons, right? A few, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, can you do you have any that really stick out that you've uh, that you, New that York you, City, New York City Marathon? Yeah, that was pretty special because I haven't done many of the bigs like I haven't done like Boston. A Boston or London or whatever. 
uh, Chicago. I only did New York, and it was uh, uh, it was I was super undertrained. Um, so I went and just ran it with a buddy of mine, and um, and well, speed. No matter how slow we were going, uh, it did not help because, like, by mile fourteen, you get it start to get. I think it's like fourteen or fifteen. You get on these super long stretches um, as you're coming back into the city, into like Manhattan or something, whatever. And like my hamstrings were like piano wire, <laughs> so I kept pretending like I had to go to the bathroom. So I could just go in there and just fucking take a break. <laughs> it was so brutal. Uh, positive, they fucked up my time. So, like, my time chip read, like, 40 minutes faster than oh, I actually, yeah. Wow. I didn't actually reach out to have them correct it. <laughs> no, why would you? <laughs> so that was uh, kind of a negative one. Well, I mean, it was awesome. It was a great experience. It seems like you were, if you're running to New York, it's like you would be so distracted by all this shit to look at that you would not even realize that you were, like, running uh, after a while. But I guess if your piano string hamstrings. Uh, let's, let, I tell you what. You go find the most scenic marathon in the world <laughs> and tell me if, as you go through it, you don't pay attention <laughs> <laughs> to your body falling apart under your feet. All right. So well, Seth, I know you have a script for us here, so what, what, <laughs> what's next on this script? I don't really have uh, anything scripted. Uh, you guys you know. should see the audience here. They are so compelled by this conversation. <laughs> uh, you also have won uh, the uh, top forty under forty, which I, which I, uh, I understand you didn't go to actually. To when they, <laughs> did you send somebody in your place? Are when you, you is this? I, I figured it out now. This is you're like you're actually trying to ruin my career by having me on here. I, I knew there was a reason I was the first guest. <laughs> Most of the time, we're we'll listening audience. Like, what, am I being paid for this? Uh, we'll see. We'll yeah. see. Uh, you know, is this going out on your normal social channels? <laughs> uh, yeah, I did uh, win f top forty under forty, uh, but I was like twenty six years old. <laughs> so just say youth. Uh, like, I didn't appreciate it because I was yeah an idiot. No. Uh, Do you yeah. think that stuff's important though? Uh, for me personally, yeah. Uh, no. No. It isn't important to me because, like, recognition is my, like, the bane of my existence. Yeah. You're like, I would prefer just to, like, hang out in the background and make sure that everybody else is, like, and not, okay, anybody who knows me would challenge this idea because it's not like I'm just, like, silently back there just, like, you know, Pulling but it's just, strings. like, yeah, like, I don't want, like, I don't want the recognition for it. I just want to be part of something cool. You like, do, you do have a super unique uh, uh, style, I guess, of running your business because, and I think a lot of, other entrepreneurs or, or business owners would be super jealous and would would uh, desire this uh, sort of um, lifestyle and well then and why aren't they doing it work life balance <laughs> because they probably don't know what it looks like right yeah. that's why people get in the uh, grind a, and they can't get out uh, it's a big leap yeah tell me this talk but, a little bit about like what that what your kind of work life thing how that looks because I, I think it's it's super cool and it's something that I kind of strive for myself. Um, well, if I could just talk about all sides of it, right? So I'm almost 50 years old. I know I don't look at guys, but um, <laughs> but it's happening. I was just down in Arizona and somebody thought Chloe and I were brother and sister. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like, yeah, I'm like better than sugar daddy, I guess. Um, my daughter's 28, so if that tells you how old I look. Maybe it's probably the way I was acting. It has nothing to do with how I look. Sure, yeah. I was acting like 18. Yeah, you're super immature. Um, uh, so yeah, so I've done the work all the time grind where you like, uh, mm -hmm. where, you know, so I have two kids, 28 and 17, uh, daughter, when she was young, I was just like, my job's to go to work. Yep. That's my job. Go to work. Uh, and, uh, you know, and it's easy as you guys know, like doing stuff you like is, um, like sometimes like it's the thing you'd like to do more than anything, right? Like you don't want to go home. You don't want to engage in something else. And so I probably... I have probably have a slightly obsessive side of my personality that just like had me just spending all my time at work or on work. And so I did that for a long time, probably even far longer than um, I probably needed to, uh, but it was comfortable. It was, uh, so we, uh, um, when we decided to have a second kid, well, actually, we didn't decide when we had it. When my, when my they were both accidents. Yeah, when Tasha got pregnant, we we they won't listen yeah. to this. Don't worry. Yeah, that's okay. They, I mean, everybody's aware. Uh, I mean, uh, so yeah, I knew it had to be a little bit like it, like I wanted it to be different, not just knew it had to be different. So, uh, and plus, I had a super nervous son, so I started you know spending more time out of necessity, like. 
coaching his events, anything. So that take you, took you away from work. But like many people, like Skinny Raven was a job for me for a long time, right? It was my job. Yeah. So uh, you had to be there. So I had to, you know, right like now had slash. Yeah. So I wanted to be there, but I had to be there. Yeah. It was like a job. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't say that negatively. It's just like that, that, that I was tasked with the job. And, um, and so uh, I worked there. Uh, I'm going to yeah, leave be, well, a lot of subjects behind. Yeah, me, yeah, but exactly. it's okay. You're, it's not relevant. Um, so what are you doing now? Like what well, I'm going to tell you. Then. Okay. Okay. If you just don't, don't, you don't, you can have faith. I'll get there. Okay. You can cut out <laughs> land all the this plane. You can cut, you can cut out all the bullshit. It's fine. I mean, you know, he's back there editing as we speak. <laughs> yeah. All right. Scrape. Um, cut that. We got nothing to use here. <laughs> Anyways. So in 2017, I think, mm-hmm. um, I just had a couple of things in life come to a head and I was just like, I as blessed as I was to work in this company and work for the people I work for uh, and with, I just couldn't do it anymore. You so left Skinny I, I Raven. Quit. I quit Skinny Raven really without a plan. That might have been, that must have been really scary. Well, yeah, it was terrifying. And then I was convinced that I was just going to sit around and spend all the money I didn't really have because I didn't have another good idea. I mean, fear is, you know, it can be an incredible motivator, but in my situation, it did nothing. It was just 100% paralysis. That's why I was so impressed when I saw you change uh, careers during COVID and you just like started throwing darts at the wall, mm-hmm. even if some of them didn't stick. I mean, uh, what was it? The grocery? Uh, Anchorage grocery. Yeah. I mean, you just did it. You didn't sit around and, you know, like I found myself staring out the window, like being a little bitch thinking that I was owed something that I wasn't. I quit. My wife reminded me that many times. Yeah. You quit your job. So, uh, that summer was tough. That was like June, July, August. Um, and I, uh, and then in September, I sort of reconnected and got a call that they were willing to sell Skinny Raven, and I was willing to buy it, of course. It and was about to go out of business, as far as I understand. The- um, I mean, I think it was, listen, anybody out there that doesn't understand the value of, like, leadership and um, consistency of culture and all those things, uh, I can, this is a very, very, like, a reasonably recent and very firsthand account of really smart people um yeah i mean you need you you need to have yeah like a reason for be like for staff for customers like leadership's really important and so i left and didn't really leave skinny raven with a plan like they didn't you know they didn't have for a them, plan for them right yeah. like i left i mean in fairness i probably left them in a pretty bad spot but i had to do for me what was right yep so 3 months later they decided that they didn't want to do it they were um, either going to sell the business or close it is that right i think um i hope i'm not disclosing too much but yeah i mean when yeah. when i first had the conversation with uh, hal and dana who were the former owners um the, they wanted me to come help liquidate it and i was like well you know we can't do that obviously and they were like it was Probably, yeah, and it, it, it was, you know, a great blessing that they were willing to sell it and they were willing to sell it to somebody who really couldn't afford it. So, uh, so, uh, but we had worked together for a long time. Anyways, whole point, you could just circle it back, is that yes. um, uh, after I bought the company, the sole goal was that it lasts forever. So it doesn't die with me. It doesn't, you know, live and die by my interests. It's that that company's got to live, live forever. Uh, and, uh, so we chose to like run it differently. And that's really why my life is the way it is, is because if everything was about me sitting in an office and controlling everything, it would die with you. There you go. Yeah. When you so were ready to, I know that sounds like I'm romanticizing something and just being selfish, but it's, um, Oh no, but yeah, like, that's super important. I think for people to hear that, to know, like it, it doesn't, every decision and everything in your business shouldn't live and die by you. Or, like, do you really think you're the smartest, best person at all these things? Is that possible? <laughs> no. Yeah. Um, so, for me, that just really, I had to, I had already checked my ego. I mean, when I quit my job and when yeah. nobody was begging me to come back or anything. And yeah. it's not like everybody, there was no Jerry Maguire moment where, you know, yeah. nobody was rushing out the door with me. So, like, my ego was pretty much, you know, oh, like, I mean, so, so that was, a, I mean, in a good way. I was able to, you know, to let the ego go and just realize that, like, I didn't really matter. Yeah. Like, I mattered in that situation because I left the, like, I didn't really have a, the plan, the business didn't have a plan because I didn't set it up for my departure. I was just like, 
Peace. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, so but you got two locations now. You you own the the property as well as the retail business, as well as the timing and events business. I uh, own the timing and events business with Mark. Yes. Yeah, with Mark. And then uh, the downtown location, and then there's the diamond uh, location as well for people who aren't familiar with Skinny Raven. Um, yeah, we were out washing the track yesterday at Diamond. Diamond oh, has yeah. a 60-meter track. Yeah, they have a 60-meter, the, which is super cool. 19 laps to the mile. Maybe we could pull that up in the in the uh, when we. Cut Are you guys this doing up. show notes and stuff? Are you guys gonna have like in the show notes? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> huh. This is a legit podcast, Dan. I think that unfortunately my episode is gonna be sort of like lost in the early days of the podcast. It might like, be, but this cause this is our launching point, though. Of course, I mean I had yeah. to be here for this, but I mean like you know you got like Bill Gates next week. You've got yep uh, yep yep yep. We got Elon Musk, yeah. uh, Lex Friedman. Uh, I think Jordan <laughs> Peterson's gonna be coming on. Matthew so, McConaughey is on the way too, right? Yeah. Is yeah. Matt coming? We got. Him. I got him on the list. Uh, he doesn't like to be called Matt, so Matthew. Uh, That's right. I mean, Matthew. technically, you could put any name you want on the list, right? Yeah, on That's the correct. List, it's I mean, just it, a list. Yeah, it's like we've got. You know, it, it looks like we've got. You know, anybody coming. You got exactly what we're going for. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody's on the list. So, <laughs> there's a t- like shit's changing right now. Uh, not to change the subject, but I'm really... Uh, you should, because we only have like 13 and a half minutes left <laughs> based on the large digital clock that I'm sure is... You know, with ChatGPT and GPT-4 and all this AI... Oh, wait, there's a GPT-4 now? <laughs> yeah, there's AutoGPT, there's... I'm trying to keep up because it really affects... It's going to affect and, and be something, a tool that all marketers use in the future, but... Um, where do you see your business going and, and sort of the, the future for Skinny Raven and uh, brick-and-mortar retail businesses like yours in general? Uh, well, I think given all those circumstances, if, if AI doesn't actually destroy the world... It's uh, not going to destroy the world. I mean, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Like that I, th- I think that personally, I think that people will have like... And you guys can laugh at me, but I think people are going to just... Um, push back on the whole like you know ai integration okay like, it, not everybody they'll be the, like the adopters but you won't like, know like there's these deep fakes now where people don't know like this photo or this image of something the pope or whatever it is was created by ai you, you know about this i don't they call it deep fakes it's like you don't know you won't know the difference oh great yeah so that you could create whatever um narrative you want with ai yeah, you can create movies like with scripts. You could create photos, videos, pictures, whatever you, whatever you want. Yeah, there's actually a, a political campaign that was just released entirely AI uh, called "Beat Biden." Uh, I, I can put a link to it in the show notes, but completely AI. All Beat the photography, Biden. yeah, all what the about, photography, everything from the GOP. It's on their YouTube channel right now. What about that song with Drake and? Uh, who, the Drake song that was like completely made by AI, but like it was, it's like a hit song. So like nobody, if nobody gives a shit about these artists, uh, wait a second. What if we're already AI anyways? What if we're just in a simulation? Well, a, let's just go like, there. You haven't, yeah. I you mean, haven't thought I mean, about that. Yeah. I think about it all the time because yeah. if you think about the universe or whatever, it just blows your brain anyway. So the only reasonable answer is, well, this is one thing I've been exploring a lot because I think there's a shared consciousness. That's how hundred percent. That's how we all sort of like operate, right? That's how, and, and it, it could be hundred percent. Like I know this to be <laughs> definitely. You heard it here. Yes, I've yeah. been going I deep mean, on yeah, this stuff. I mean, I mean, it's the only uh, way that I can find hope to keep living is to know that I'll just return to like some oneness, right? Yeah. Not to be depressing. That's not depressing. I know it's awesome. He was you saying something before. We yeah, got so I was right. asking. Yeah, we went on. Is he on Cal? He's on camera too, so you could just see how disappointed he was. With the <laughs> that, that I both brought that up. And oh yeah, we'll clip that. Anywhere. We'll clip that. Yeah. No, we're, we'll go back to it because I think there, there's some interesting things. I think you, your job is to have a vision for the future. That's as a leader. So if you don't, I'm going to be super disappointed. Uh, what is that vision? What is the vision for Skinny Raven and? Uh, the bigger picture, uh, the bigger vision and picture for these, uh, all these other running stores slash uh, boutiques slash. You're really going to put that on me that I have to come up with a vision for them. I, I, I think, I think, I think you have some, you, you have something in mind uh, that you, you, you probably think about a lot, but you, you may, it may not be a fully developed idea, but just share with us like what, what it is, what the fuck you thinking? What, like, what is well, what it? What I'm thinking. Because is- I think you're a leader in this industry. Well, <laughs> if anybody else in our industry would, is listening to this ever, they will challenge that statement uh, directly. Probably 
uh, in the comments below. <laughs> uh, I probably said this in the beginning, but like, you know, I really just see uh, the more, the more the landscape continues to, um, to homogenize, like, and people are, uh, I mean, you already see it if it's Target or Walmart or, you know, yeah. Amazon, but being great at anything, like, I don't care what, you know, you could see, we could, you know, we, we don't want to necessarily uh, list off your clients here, but like, yeah, you know, you know, a fence company. Yeah, fence company. Be fucking great at what you do. Building like, fences. Yeah, building fences. fences. Actually, be great with relationships. Be the person that that person... Sorry if I got too loud. I told you I'd get excited to get that. But, like, be the person that everybody wants to tell about. You know? Like, uh, I met a guy golfing last summer. Nick uh, Northern Roofing. Probably needs a marketing agency. <laughs> uh, and this guy sold me on his company. And we, like... and. Uh, he sold me on his company, not what he does or the work he's doing, or I didn't go inspect his prior jobs. Like he was like an awesome human that was super fun to connect with. So whatever it is, and you could tell he wanted to be great at what he did and you could tell uh, that he cared. Yeah. Like if you're, whatever we're doing, you know, if it's me with the functions that I, uh, that I still, uh, you know, uh, the control at Skinny Raven, if it's payroll or bookkeeping, like whatever it is, just be fucking great at it. Like, or be good at it. And uh, care. And care about yeah, it. and care about it. You know, yeah. give a shit if you pay your employees on Tuesday the 3rd or if you push it all the way to the 7th because, mm -hmm. you know, it's convenient for you and you know you'll have more money in the bank. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but, from but anything, it, it doesn't, like. it doesn't matter. Just like, yeah. like, you know, and so for us with, uh, if it's uh, if it's Skinny Raven uh, operating in, in you know in the in the manner we do now, selling running shoes and uh, and you know pickleball shoes or yeah. whatever for people that want to pursue an active life, mm -hmm. like be amazing at it. Continue to look at ways that you can like help your customer and your employee on their journey. Like it's you know if it's our employee, there's a window that they come to us, then there's a window they leave generally. And we want to continually elevate them, like, you know, their knowledge, their experience, their compensation. We, like, you know, so look out for your employee. Look out for your customer. Uh, so I, I don't think any of that's revolutionary. No. Um, however. Um, if people are getting away from it. But, yeah, double down. Yeah, double like, down. Like, double down on, like, you know, I mean, you could have any business as you're seeing. Like, there were marketing agencies all over Anchorage when you started this. Yep. Right? Yeah. And you have a lot of clients that signed up to do business with you. Yep. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And yeah. clearly you offered a different perspective, a different engagement, a different, maybe more, maybe more personalized. Maybe you were touching on a area of business that other people weren't, if it was social media. Yeah. Um, for sure. Whatever. Being I, different. I can't answer that question yeah, for being you. Being unique. Be different. Yeah. Being niche. So. Yeah. Being more niche. Whatever you want to do. And we could talk about skinny Raven or we could talk about, uh, any number of retail stores, like be great at something, like treat your people like with love and kindness, employees and customers, well, actually anybody you interact with in community. Yep. Like, you know, and just don't be a dick. Yeah. Is that like, you know, is that too hard? Is that too much to ask? No. And what is like, what does your future look like in that situation? Mm -hmm. It looks good. Is Pro it probably kind of karma? I mean, look at mill and feed. Yeah. Right. Alaska mill and feed. Yeah. Alaska mill and feed. Like, those guys run a great business. I can get my pet food anywhere else and, you know, yeah. like many other places. I mean, you could feed them like, you know. Yeah. So, but you drive down there and it's not because of the loyalty program. It's not, because, but it's all, it's the whole package. Totally. And right? I think it's important to know like these businesses, including yours and Alaska Mill and Feed, they have pivoted uh, to adapt to this current uh, modern you know, age we live in with, uh, with, for them in particular, they'll do delivery, like same day delivery, uh, mm. for you guys, people can order shoes right yep, sure. online and, and come pick them up or, uh, get them delivered to them. So it's not like you guys are just sitting on your laurels and being like, Oh, we're not adopting this stuff, but you're also you utilizing, um, is there, a, well, that leads me to the question. Is there anything you're doing on the digital side that's sort of allows you to create that same kind of experience or is it just kind of like something you, you haven't been able to uh to do to create that same experience I in think, store that you that you have online uh, and you guys have a great website by the way shout out to curtis penny <laughs> <laughs> i did not need any help um uh 
I would say that it's coming on the, you know, and it may not start with the skinny Ravens of the world, but we all know, you know, advancements in, you know, in one area are leading to advancements in other areas. There's going to be foot scanning technology. I mean, it's already, it's already, it's already out there in terms of, um, it's two times the phone's ringing today. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, so there will be an in-store experience. Uh, that's going to be better. That's, digitally. That's aided by technology. For sure. Okay. Um, and what about something that people send home with people or people can do in their home that allows them to sit at home and get their fitted? I don't know. I don't know. That's a, Are you developing something? I've, I've thought Patents about it a pending? lot. You know, I had a lot of ideas back <laughs> in the day when I used to work in the shoe industry. Uh, wet foot test. <laughs> <laughs> wet foot test. That's an old one. For people who don't know, you just, uh, if you want to know what kind of foot type you have, you put your uh, foot in water and then you step onto like paper a, towel a brown or... paper bag if mm-hmm. you want to see it really good. And you can see... If your arch is high, medium, or low, and that helps you determine. I don't what think kind of people are living and dying by that anymore, but um, <laughs> but it was something that existed. I'm not a podiatrist. <laughs> but. <laughs> you know, I see it in a room full of people that here that are clearly passionate about what you guys are doing. You're excited. I can just tell you, just all love being here today to participate in this first ever podcast. They set all this up. I mean, yeah, they, they exactly. did all this. Yeah. So, like, and to be fair, they were ready at the time stated. Like on the day stated, excited, ready to go. It wasn't like I showed up and it was like, oh, uh, uh, yeah, we we're going to get the mics working and, yeah. you know, here. We're not you know, wasting time. No, like this is, a, you know, you guys gave a shit about doing this. So, like, I would just, yeah, I would encourage people, you know, as you're, as, you're, as you're drumming through the day or through your life or whatever, like, just, you know, throw a stake in the ground and give a shit about something, no matter what it is. You're not a, listen, the world will not let you just sit home and run out of money if you um, if you decide to pursue uh, most of your uh, most of your interests, right? There's an opportunity for you. Yeah, I think so. Those soft skills that I think people underestimate. They they think that you know going to school is important. Obviously, learning technical skills is super important. But if you don't have that ability to connect with people and have that energy that allows you to sort of uh, motivate people to to want to work with you and to have a certain feeling. We all know we're emotional beings and uh, invoking emotion comes through um, caring, giving a shit, being cool, uh, not like what can I do like technically, but more about uh, how I make people feel. And I think that's uh, something that people, uh, some people underestimate, other people's understand. I think that's a perfect way to end it. Okay. You like I mean, that? Right? Like, you know, how you make people feel. Yeah, it's all about how you make people feel, and I think that is uh, the driver. I just determined for you. how we were going to end your podcast. <laughs> this is your this is your podcast right now. I this mean, is getting thrown in the trash. I already know the future no. of this episode. We do. Uh, can you come back to re-record next week? We didn't. Uh, the mics all broke. <laughs> <laughs> we might have you do that. No, we do have some rapid fire questions. Do we want to do the rapid fire questions before we end up. We do. Yes, we okay. do have five questions for you. Super quick. Okay. Uh, number one, what is your favorite spot to eat in Anchorage? Middle way or Tommy's Burger Stop. Ooh, you're on a Tommy's kick. I haven't had Tommy's in a I while. I would eat Tommy's literally seven days a week if I didn't think it would what, probably. What do I don't you even get? subscribe to like the fact that meat will kill me. I just think Tommy's seven days a week would kill me. What day, What do you get? <laughs> uh, sweet uh, Charlotte, for the sure. Sweet Charlotte? Yeah. I'm a black and blue guy. Yeah, well, you would be. <laughs> um, do you ever go to the dessert case? Because I know they have like musky pie in there. Never. But I just How never can do you it. do it? Like you're eating know. a burger and fries. Like you're going to throw more calories also, on top of that? Have you noticed that they stopped peppering the fries? I haven't been there. Like I said, I haven't been there probably in like a couple, few years. I, what? I, I don't remember last time I went. Where do you eat around here? Do you go to like the cafe over at the Aloft? Do you go to like the. Well, first of all, I fast till two o'clock. <laughs> I know this is so ridiculous. <laughs> oh, my glucose monitoring. <laughs> I'm gonna live. I'm gonna live forever because I. Fast. Let me tell you about I my try cold fasting Every single day. You do? Yeah. And then, like, ten o'clock at night comes around, and I just gotta oh. eat more. <laughs> and then the next morning. Well, you're you're a thin guy. I mean, for people who are watching this, you're... I'm 195 pounds. I mean, you know. That's how much I weigh. Yeah. See, and you're fasting. <laughs> <laughs> so you know what that means. Okay. Next uh, question. Place is uh, so uh, Tommy's. Yeah, Tommy's middle way. Cool. Middle way. Question number two, what's your favorite place that you visited in Alaska? Well, like most people who live here, uh, I probably take it all for granted. Yep, um, But do. I would say frequency and recency. I rode my snow machine to the top of Turning and Pass like two weeks ago. That was pretty fucking amazing. Uh, terrifying, but amazing. But if I were to say like my favorite, like during COVID, we went to this campground um, 
Kasugi Kasugi Ridge campground. Kasugi Ken campground. And this, if you haven't been there, it's almost impossible during like normal tour seasons to get things, but it is such an amazing spot. Let's let the record show. Daniel did say he has a snow machine, which is, uh, I mean, for, so for a lot of people, probably they don't believe it. Yeah, but no. How many times oh, do you ride it a year? This year I rode once. <laughs> to top of turning and pass. It's a bad it wasn't snow even machine. my snow machine. I borrowed somebody else's. This wasn't even yours? No. <laughs> I didn't plan on going. You didn't ride your snow machine once. Not one time. But others did. It's a badass clear. snow machine. Anyways. There you go. Question three. Favorite place to get coffee? My kitchen. Your kitchen. And this is actually a, uh, uh, yeah, this is a, like, uh, this is a problem for me, actually, uh, that I'd like to solve in Anchorage, and no diss to anybody the way they're doing it, if it's Claudie Brothers who makes great coffee. Black and Cup. Black Cup, and these guys. Steam Dot. But, like, um, yeah, Middleway, great Americano. Yeah. Great coffee. Uh, I do like, uh, actually, okay, rather than say that, I'll be fair. Uh, currently, my favorite place with ambiance and everything would be um, That Feeling Co. Ah, the one downtown. I go to the one downtown, but yeah. I like Dowling as well. What's next? Question four. Favorite place to hike in Alaska? Uh, favorite place to hike in Alaska? Um, I'm going to go with the with the real easy, like, like Peak 2, like Flat Top Peak 2. Um, but Rabbit Lakes is pretty cool. There's so many of them, but yeah. Last question, number five. What type of business do you think would work well here? in Anchorage, or what do you think is missing? Yeah, where's a gap in, in the market? Needs. That's a great question. I mean, if I'm being completely honest, uh, <laughs> anywhere, say. any business. It's true. Like any business that, and I'm not just saying this like, um, because this is something I think about a lot, but do we have a best in class in every, like, do, or do we have a, uh, I think about this with restaurants. My daughter lives in Phoenix, so I go there a lot. If you go to a restaurant down there that's just mediocre, like I'm talking about like like good but not great. Like that could be oh God, I'm about to sound super pretentious. But that could be ambiance, food, it could be service, it could be any number no, of No, I things. think you're right. You people don't realize this that a 5 in Arizona on a scale from 1 to 10 is an eight and a half here is like a bear tooth here or yeah and and no disrespect to anybody because there's some great ass restaurants you're right if you you travel if you're well traveled then you would know like there's a lot there's another level i'm actually just saying that you don't have to go back there like you have a mediocre experience and here you're still going to be in the The same you're still going to be in the cycle of six restaurants or whatever Mm -hmm. and listen we're lucky to have the some of the great restaurants we have for sure uh however i just look at and and (laughs) Unless you want to get into the running shoe business, now that's bad. we have best in class there. <laughs> However, <laughs> as a disclaimer, I think there's, that's why there hasn't been another running store I think pop up. It's also, for sure they're like, going to try to compete with Skinny Raven. How uh, many bike stores is there? Like seventeen. No, yeah, there's like eight. Uh, I would say that they're capitally intensive to start a running store. It takes a lot of money, and so maybe people look at it and go, "Like God, like I'm only going to make a little bit to put all that in." Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I, I anyways. Any, I can't any think of I can't think of any biz industry here in this town that there are so many of them that are so good that if you didn't have a great idea and a passion to do it, uh, it wouldn't look work. at whiskey and ramen. Those yeah. guys like open downtown and really like a. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I haven't even been there, but I can tell you just from everybody else's experience uh, and the fact that you know what they did to that building, which is beautiful. Um, beautiful. It uh, like they showed that. Come up with a great idea passionate about it like a unique offering and you're gonna have what is their wait list it's like uh into 2030 now yeah it's like three months out <laughs> <laughs> it's just like it's like so so yeah, yeah. May, maybe it's up to somebody else to tell me that there is uh but I, I would like to give you um a direct answer so what business um where's there if, a if i was going to get in any business in this town and well i tell you one of them is um I don't even want this or need it, but men's suitery. Like, where are you going? You wow. Got, so I was just thinking about that the got, other day because you got the, what's the place right over Stallone's. here? Stallone's. Which and, and Stallone's appeals to a client, man. And that client is not a 35-year-old no, hipster. hipster. And, and then you got Rack. Which, good luck. Yeah. And that's and it. And then you got online. And buying a suit online is a, a joke. You can't buy a suit online. Oh, you got men's warehouse. But come on. That place is, I heard they were going out of bed bankruptcy. I, they were closing, like, I just heard that. Really? Yeah, they're closing a bunch of stores. With Bed, with bed Bath, too? Yeah. Mm. 
Yeah, with Bed Bath. Yeah. I know, Bed Bath, just Chapter 11? Yeah, I think Chapter uh, 7 and 11, so they're done. They're, they're liquidating now. Wow. Uh, all in the course of, like, uh, you know, like, and it, it, like uh, yeah. anyways, people can figure out the news on Bed Bath. But yeah. Men's Suitery would be a big one. Uh, I mean, like I said, you know, I, I kind of like that coffee shop, too, but... Um, but clearly I have a unique vision for one, so probably need to start it myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, anything great. Anything, I think you're right. Do there's it. Just do it. There's a lot of opportunity there. We're sitting sure. in a marketing agency, like I said before, that, that, you know, there was already tons of them in Anchorage. Big good ones too, right? Good oh, yeah. big ones. Yeah. 